Welcome back, everybody. It's that time of the bi-weekly moment again where we release our next episode. We are so happy that you guys are still tuning in with us every two weeks. We're excited to keep bringing you important information from the city. As a reminder, I am your city manager, Aretha Adams, and I am here with our communications director, Suzanne Brooke. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Aretha. Welcome back. How's your summer going? It's going good and fast. I can't believe we're seeing everybody talk about going back to school already. I can't believe um, it either. It's good, it's fast, and it's hot. Hot. Very hot. And speaking of hot, we can't talk about this heat without talking about water. That's our hottest topic. That's always our hottest topic. So that takes us right into hot topics for this week. So we want to give you all an update. All three of our pumps are up and running at full capacity. We think we're out of the woods on infrastructure issues. Over the next year, we will continue to explore our options for redundancy. We are going to look at trying to find a second water source. As you all have heard on this podcast before, we get our water from one source, and that is the city of Rockwall, who gets their water from North Texas Municipal Water District. So we are now going to be exploring some additional options so that, one, we can have more capacity, more than that 6 million gallons per day as we continue to grow, we know we're going to need that. And then to make sure that if something happens with that one single water line that we have that brings water into our city, if something happens with that, that we can be up and running in a second location and can continue to get water to our citizens without disruption. So we are working fast and hard on that. As we speak, we're getting proposals on water assessment and redundancy assessments. So over the next 12 months, we will be coming to council quite frequently with updates on that process, getting key decision points from them, making sure we're going in the right direction, talking dollars and cents and how much all of this is going to cost and where all of this is going to go. So stay plugged into that conversation because water is not falling off the radar anytime soon. You guys are going to get so sick of us talking about (laughs) water, but it's really for everyone's benefit. We have to start normalizing some things, some different behaviors, understanding that water honestly is a finite resource source. We have a certain amount. And once that's gone, it's gone. And so just being more water wise, as we like to say. So stay tuned. And keep in mind, it's not just Heath. We know that Mm -hmm. you look around the state, the country, even the globe, water is an issue. Absolutely. I agree with you. So hey, our next hot topic is budget because every summer... It's also about budget. Um, We are hot and heavy in the middle of budget season. We've already gone through one budget workshop with council, which was very productive. One of the huge things we talked to them about was bonding. We have some major infrastructure needs. We specifically laid out for them the need for a DPS station, that is Department of Public Safety for our fire and police. And we talked a little bit about that when Chief Siri was on the podcast, but we've laid that out for council. We've also talked to them about the need for a public maintenance facility for our public works department. And we talked about that master plan that we finished at the end of last year for a town center park, making that truly our flagship park for the city of Heath. And so the council has given their verbal agreement to move in the direction of issuing a bond. Of course, we still have some technical things that we have to go through and we'll take some resolutions to council. There will be public hearings for folks to come in and give their opinions on those projects and speak to us doing a bond. But what we laid out to council, the great news is that these three projects can all be done and it will not have an impact to the tax rate. 
I mean, and that's huge. It'll be a, between a 30 to $33 million bond. And for it to not have an impact on the tax rate is almost unheard of. But the council and the staff here have been very responsible with the finances. And we found ourselves in a position where we can do this. Now, I want to shout out, we would not be able to do this without an impact to the tax rate if it were not for our amazing EDC NBC board. That stands for Economic Development Corporation and Municipal Benefits Corporation. They receive a portion of the sales tax that comes into this city. And we went to that board, we laid out our plan, and we asked for them to partner with the city to make sure that we can get these projects done without asking the taxpayers to have to pay more for it. And they gave a resounding yes. Everyone is excited and pumped up for us to get the amenities that this community desires and to fulfill the infrastructure needs that we all know we've been needing for quite a while. So I'm excited about that. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. Great. It's so <laughs> exciting to see the possibilities come closer to reality. And in addition to partnering, 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 partnering with the city on these projects. The EDC and NBC will continue to dedicate 25% of its annual revenue from sales tax to other community improvement projects. So that's overseen by the park board. That could probably really fuel a great trail master plan where we can start focusing on linking up trails inch by inch, foot by foot, mile by mile. That's right. Bike tire by bike tire. (laughs) There you go. I don't know where that was going. (laughs) But you you wrapped that up good. No, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the fact that they're dedicating so much of their resources to making sure that we maintain the beautification that's made Heath what it is, that's special. That really is. And so I'm grateful that the board sees the vision. I'm grateful that the council has the vision and that we're moving. Everything is rocking and rolling in the right direction. It is, and for folks who don't know, the EDC NBC's mission is to support projects and initiatives that expand the city's sales tax base. So that's what you call economic development. And if you look around the state and other cities, parks and trails are economic development. Public safety is economic development. So they are completely and wholeheartedly being generous and also fulfilling their mission in this initiative. Absolutely. So, hey, before we get off budget, I just want to let everybody know the next budget workshop will be on August 16th at 730 in the morning. And then from there, about the end of August, beginning of September, we will have our first public hearing on the budget. That's where you can come to the council meeting. You can make a public comment. You can let the council know how you feel about the draft budget. And then by the last meeting in September, or probably that first one, we're not quite sure yet, council will vote on the budget. And so our new budget for fiscal year 24, which starts on October 1st, 2023, will take effect. So we are almost at the finish line with lots of exciting things on the horizon. Correct. And you can find the meeting dates on the website as well as agendas once they're posted. Yes. Thank you. So Suzanne, our next segment is Meet the Team. But before I get there, I'm so excited about our next guest. So I mentioned some of these huge projects and I think folks are going to be happy to hear from our next guest because he's going to be talking about projects in the city and everything that's going on, which is a lot if people weren't aware. 
He has had so much on his plate from the day he arrived here. And, you know, his mornings will start at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. to meet contractors, make sure things are handled right. He's just relentless yeah. in making sure things get done. Absolutely. So without further ado, it's time for Meet the Team. Okay, we have made it to one of my favorite segments for the community. This is where I introduce you to one of our employees, our team members here at the City of Heath. And I have a very special guest who has a lot of special information for you all today. So I'm going to let him introduce himself, tell you what he does for the city and how long he's been with us. Hello, I'm Mike Shook. I am the Capital Improvements Manager, CIP Manager. I've been with the city for one year on August 8th, next month. Mike, has it already been a year? year? Yes, ma'am. I can't believe that. No, seriously, I can't believe that. <laughs> it's been a good year. You've been busy, though. Been busy. What it's are some productive. of productive. Very productive. Just to let everybody know, Mike is the guy you call when you want it done. It really doesn't matter what you want done. He's the guy to call when you want it done, but especially when you want a major project done. Can you tell us about some of the projects you've really shepherded and progressed us through over the last year? As I came to work here, there was a project called Antigua Bay Waterline. The city of Heath had bought out Forney Lake Water several years ago. These were undersized lines, no fire protection in the system. City of Heath stepped up, added new eight-inch lines. Neighborhoods have fire protection now, adequate fire flows. So a little bit more about that project. I know Antigua Bay for a long time didn't have adequate fire infrastructure out there for the water. Like, do they not have any fire hydrants? They had what what you call the little fill hydrants. Mm -hmm. Your fire department could not pump off of them. They weren't of adequate size. You have some four-inch lines, some two-inch ones. So now the fire department can tap into fire hydrants that are out there, and they are covered. That neighborhood is in a a much more safe situation. Yes, there are adequate fire hydrant space, like every 500-foot good coverage. And the size of waterline gives you adequate fire flow. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. Those are important projects. Yes. What else you got going on? We have a new passive park that's being in design right now. We have, of course, the master plan park. Where are those parks located? The passive park is here on the corner of seven forty FM seven forty and five forty nine. Five forty no five fifty. Master Plan Park is directly behind the public safety office in City Hall where the existing park is now. Then being discussed and planned is a new fire and police station, a new public work center, a new pump station for water storage and pumping capacity. Also, there are talks of going to find a second provider of water. Yeah, and that's going to be a major project, making sure that we have a second source of water so that we don't have to hopefully continuously go into these stage restrictions every summer as demand creeps up. So that's a really big one. So are the parks. I mean, those are really our showpieces. The parks are always the amenities that people both in town and out of town, people who come here to shop or to eat or go to the grocery store, they can really enjoy and stop by those locations. So we're excited about bringing those online. People love parks. Everybody wants to go to a park. It brings people together. Absolutely. I love that. So two projects that just wrapped up that were a little bit controversial, maybe. (gasps) 
We can throw that word out there, right? Yes. But you wrapped those up beautifully. It was a little painful through some of the process. We were working with different contractors. We weren't leading the project initially. It was led by the developer. But talk to us about how you came in and you got it done on Hubbard Drive. That bridge is open. It's beautiful. Can you talk to us a little bit about that project? Thank you. I'll never forget. About the second month I was here, we was having a town hall meeting here to discuss when the bridge collapsed and went out. That's right. That now was- we're discussing driving over it complete it's amazing a very good project it was controversial it was a headache that is just phase one out of four phases so tell us a little bit about what stretch of hubbard will the next phase include what i call the south side going towards scenic we will start there at scenic place and continue down to the next scenic We call Scenic South. Complete that. That is on the city. The developer is staging and planning right now for Phase 3 from Rush Creek Yacht Club Street to Michael Lane. That's all a developer project. Then the city of Heath will go from Michael up to FM 740. All the way to the intersection. Almost about a couple of hundred feet just to the south of the intersection. Fantastic. It's going to be beautiful when it's done, but when can the community expect it to be completely finished, all four phases? Four phases will take us probably into 18 months to two years of construction. Okay. One of the setbacks is other utility companies have to relocate power lines and underground telephone. So that's important to note for the community that we share our plans with these utility companies from the very beginning. We let them know our timeline. We let them know what the construction patterns and all of that stuff will be. And we ask them, hey, get out here as soon as you can so that utility relocation doesn't hold up the project. But sometimes it just doesn't happen like that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Everybody has a budget. We have budget. You have your personal budgets. And most of the time, it's all about money. Now, with the industry, it's about materials being available. Uh, We have a project right now on Hubbard. It's been postponed two weeks, cannot get water line material. Working with the utility companies, we feel like we have a good relationship with them. We do provide them with plans way before time. We have staff meetings with them, with their engineers. They go in design. It takes time. Of course, you have to buy right away, or you have to go into condemnation. That takes time. It's, again, time and money. Yeah, I just want everyone to know that we work so hard behind the scenes, you do especially, and sometimes it looks like things are going really slowly, but there are so many moving parts that we're putting in place so that when we can put our feet on the gas, we do exactly that. And all of a sudden, a project is complete. (laughs) But we've been working our tails off for like a year or more to get those things done before it actually happens. You talked about four phases along Hubbard Drive. Exactly what are we doing in those four phases of the Hubbard Drive project? First phase was basically an emergency to get the roadway back open so people... The bridge section. The bridge section would have excess. The other phases are going to be actually adding storm sewer. As you see, it's open ditch at this time. We'll be installing storm sewer. We'll be installing an 18-inch water line. You'll have better fire flow, have more water available. Also, the other ground utilities, AT&T, Encore, will be having to relocate their facilities. This will be road widening project from Rush Creek Drive to basically FM 740. Okay, so are they taking those overhead power lines down and taking them all underground? No, ma'am. They'll 
all be overhead still, but they okay. had to relocate their poles. Suddenlink is on those poles, your cable provider, who is now optimum, and then AT&T will be underground. Okay, but the road will be widened. How wide is it now, and what will it be going to? Some parts of it is 22 foot. It's going to a 31 foot back-to-back. Oh, that's going to be an amazing little thoroughfare, isn't it? Yes, We chose to narrow the part going over the bridge due to availability of -of right-of-way. It's a 27-foot street. Which is still a significant widening from what it was. Wasn't that about a 21-foot? 21 to 2. So are trails a part of this project, the Hubbard Bridge project at all? Yes. Through the development with the Heath Golf and Yacht Club, there will be a 10-foot wide pedestrian trail. It ties into the existing trail that runs parallel to Hubbard. It meanders around the creek, goes through the subdivision, and comes back in on the south side of Hubbard. Yeah, I remember when we talked about kind of moving that trail back, it'll be much more scenic and beautiful now. We're yes, excited it'll be for- in the trees, be around the water. Yeah. Be beautiful. Do we have a timeline on when that's going to be completed? We do not because there's a phase 12 that's there. It has to be built first. Phase 12 of Heath Golf and Yacht. Yes. I want to make sure that the folks understand there's <laughs> not 12 phases to the Hubbard Road project. <laughs> So there was another road project that also just opened the same day as Hubbard Drive. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that road and that project and and what went on there? Yes, it's called Rabbit Ridge. It was a continuation phase two. There was an earlier phase that was done by the city. It's widening the roadway, adding storm sewer to certain parts of it, and installing a 12-inch water line. It, again, was a water supply corporation, RCH, that City of Heath negotiated and bought. We replaced their 2-inch water line with a new 12-inch. Well, that sounds like you guys accomplished a lot on that road. So does that now make the road complete or are there additional phases for the Rabbit Ridge project as well? If you look at our thoroughfare plan, that is a four-lane street. It's only built to a two-lane in the city of Heath. There is a section on McClendon Chisholm's side to be built in the future. Okay, so that'll probably come with some of this heavy development that we've been hearing all about on that side. All right, so Mike, what else would you like to tell the folks about? What else do you have going on? I mean, it's not like you've talked about a whole bunch of stuff so far. So what else do you have that you want to make sure that people understand about what you do? Please be patient. Growth, it hurts. Heath has got pretty well controlled growth. The roadways, they're under control by TxDOT. We do not have control of your road widenings or the amount of traffic people going from Forney to Rockwall. Yeah, no, that's a really good reminder. We try to give ourselves grace. We ask the community to give us grace as well. Everything that our folks are doing is to benefit this community, to make it better to get around, easier to get around on our roads, to have better amenities and good infrastructure. So I agree with you, Mike. Please, guys, be a little patient. Give us some grace. And if you have questions, don't be afraid to call us. You can call Mike or email Mike at the city. You can email me always. And check out our communication channels, our website. We update all of the projects that you've talked about. We provide frequent updates on our website about those things. Our social media accounts, we frequently put out updates um, on our projects as well. So plug in, make sure that you're consuming the information that we're putting out. And if you don't see it or you can't find it or you just want to hear straight from the horse's mouth, give one of us a call. All right. So, Mike, you mentioned other cities. So tell us a little bit about your background. How long you've been in this business? October should be about 43 years. Wow. I started out City of Forney in 1978 out of high school. The water meter department, water sewer, unstopping sewers, just and worked my way up. 
I spent 13 years at the town of Sunnyvale. Basically got a free education out of Sunnyvale. It was good. Got into the building inspections department. We was cross-trained in numerous departments of the city. We was also first responders. I had 13 years on the volunteer fire department. We was all EMTs. I'm learning something new. I did not know that. How awesome. I've worked for the state of Texas for three years. Saw more of Texas than I ever wanted to see. It's beautiful. But worked for Texas Department of Licensing Regulations doing building inspections. I was general manager at Markout Water Supply. Markout Water Supply merged with City of Mesquite. Then went to work in the engineering department at City of Terrell as CIP manager and stayed there seven years until I came here to work with you. The best city you've ever worked for. (laughs) No, we are so happy that we get to benefit from all of your experience. I mean, that's a lot that you've done over the last 43 years and we can see it and we're grateful. So, hey, before I let you get out of here, I always like to ask my guests, what is your favorite thing about working for the city of Heath? The family atmosphere and the trust. Everybody seems to blend together as far as family. But then I've been in positions where y'all just put your trust in me and let me go about my business. You're the expert here. We trust you because, I mean, you're bringing 43 years of proven evidence. (laughs) Well, thank you, Mike, for being with me. Thank you for sharing about your past and all the projects that we have going on. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Okay, so we are now at the portion of our business update segment. Why don't you take it away and tell us what's going on in the community with our businesses? Sure. If you haven't watched on our social, we do a weekly business spotlight, business of the week. And then, of course, this segment. And we have people reach out and say, hey, how do I get a mention? Well, that's all you need to do. Just reach out. So if you've got a business, you know, brick-and-mortar location, not really a home-based business, but a business, especially one that would contribute to sales tax, just email us, and we will get you on the schedule for a, a Facebook post and also on the podcast. So this week, they actually opened, I believe, yesterday, and it's the My Fit Med Clinic. And their doctors are They're ready to help you look and feel your very best. YOLO. They wanted to be sure Heath knew they were ready to serve with a caring and customized approach. They're specialists that are dedicating to help you achieve a healthy body and lifestyle. Savvy. And they're located right in front of Tom Thumb next to the Anchor and Blue Koi. Welcome, MyFit. We're happy to have you in town. All right, we've made it to our favorite segment, Just for Fun. Okay, so we usually do in this segment either upcoming events or something, but this time we're actually going to do something just for fun. We want to give the folks a little tidbit of Heath history. All right, so in 1902, the Heath Independent School District, that's right, there was a Heath Independent School District at one time. So it was formed back in 1902, and a new school building was constructed on the site of our current Heath City Hall. The town of Heath was devastated by fire in 1916, the first of three fires that destroyed many businesses and set the city's growth back significantly. By the 1920s, though, the population declined as young people left farming and went to find work and business bigger cities like Dallas. You whippersnappers! 
farming revenue wasn't sufficient to support a family unless the farm was very large, so staying in Heath just wasn't in the cards. When the town population hit 200 in 1949, the Heath School closed and merged with the Rockwall Independent School District, and that's who we're still hanging out with to this day is RISD. So that's a cool little fun fact that right here where we record our podcast and handle all of our city business that once we were educating the kids of this town. How cool. There's even a a neat picture in a a history book about Heath of the school and it's adorable. White classic pioneer school house with all the kids lined up in front of it. Yeah, very cool. So hey, that's your just for fun fact about Heath. So go quiz your neighbors and see if they know that little piece of history about the city. So we want to remind you that we want to hear from you. We got a question. And so here it is. I am so happy that the Hubbard Bridge repair project is done. But what about Hubbard Drive? Did that project go away? No, it did not. And as you heard from Mike, that project has been broken up into four phases. We have just completed phase one, which was the bridge portion of the project. Phase two will get started around October. We want it to really let things die down a little bit. We know that there was a lot of pain. A lot of inconvenience by both the Antigua Bay residents and the Heath Golf and Yacht residents who really had to live through that whole detour situation. So once that bridge opened back on Thursday, July 20th, I think it was, we just decided that we need a few weeks to let people really just enjoy a normal traffic pattern again before we jump back into it. But those projects will pick right back up. And as you heard Mike say, it'll probably be another 18 months before all four phases are completely finished. So please be patient, hang in there with us, make sure you're paying attention to our socials, to the website. We will be providing frequent updates. We are not going to stop doing that on our construction projects so that you can get real-time information. And as always, give me a call, give Mike a call here at City Hall if you have any additional questions that you can't find on the website. I can't wait to see the trail completed that's a part of that project. I know. It's going to be beautiful. I was so happy and and it was kind of by happenstance happenstance that that trail needed to be moved back but it turns out it's going to be a beautiful location going through the trees backed off off the road I think it's going to be lovely So Suzanne, we've made it to the end of another amazing podcast episode. It was a lot of juicy information in this episode. A lot. I mean, you almost want to listen again. Just so many names of projects and dates. Yeah. And huge thank yous to all the hardworking men and women that work for the city. I mean, yeah, I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. I know we threw a lot of information at you. So as always, if you have more questions, give us a call. Check out our website. Check out our socials. And don't forget, if you have have questions, write in. We want to shout you out on the podcast. We want to answer your questions. We love to hear from you. But until next time, enjoy the rest of the tiny bit of summer that's remaining. The fleeting summer. (laughs) 